Welcome to Backstage with Becca B with special guest Gabrielle Kuruba. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Backstage with Becca B. On this episode, performing on stage has always been her passion. In 2006, she was part of the cast of the 30th National Tour of Annie as Kate, where she understudied Annie. After a very short break from theater, she realized she couldn't stay away and ended up going to study theater at Boston Conservatory. Soon after graduating from Boston Conservatory, she was cast as the understudy for Zoe and Alana in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, and in summer 2019, she became the lead Zoe Murphy in Dear Evan Hansen. Please welcome Gabrielle Karuba. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to meet you. Good to meet you too. I'm excited to have you on my little interview series today. I'm excited. I was watching videos of you singing last night and you're incredible. Your voice. Oh my. Wow. Thank you. Oh my goodness. So I'm super excited to dive into everything theater. We're going to dish it out. Yes. Well, first of all, how have you been doing during this time? Because it's been weird and I'm sure you miss theater and being on stage. I, it's so funny because I saw this video on Instagram of Casey Levy's final Let It Go that she posted yesterday or yeah, she posted yesterday and I literally was just sobbing my eyes out. I was like, (laughs) I know this feeling. I just uh, like, it's, it's so weird. It feels like it, I can't believe it's almost been a year. Can you believe that? It's, it's crazy. Cause I'm normally at like theater shows like every week as an audience member. Right. I, like I haven't been in almost a year. Like what? Like it's, it, I never thought in my lifetime, like an entire art form would be removed from like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would have never thought that Broadway would ever shut down. So it's crazy that like, it's been a year. Right. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time deciding my birthday's coming up. I'm having a hard time deciding what I'm doing for my birthday now because like there's no theater and I normally go celebrate with the theater show. It's like, what's the point? No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Texas gave me snow. So, I mean, that's like, I fair. It's coming our way. I think tonight it's supposed to start. <laughs> Enjoy. You'll probably get more than Texas, but you'll probably be more prepared, I think. Yeah, I heard that like, I, th- I see you didn't lose power or anything, or did you? Not as of now. Thank God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a mess. It, it has been, but I love snow. <laughs> so. I do, too. We've gotten a lot here. It, it literally was 50 degrees yesterday, and all of it melted, and now it's about to come back, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> something to do. I turned yes. into a five-year-old, literally. Yes, me too. It's stupid. I, it just, it's the little things at this point that like bring me little joys, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of being a kid, have you always known you wanted to be a theater performer? Like when you were a little kid? Like, yeah, I do. Because I, it just, I, so I grew up dancing competitively. So I did like a lot of performing as a kid anyway. So I was always doing like dance competitions, like Dance Moms was a mirror image of my life. People yeah. can attest to it. It's if you know the competition world, that was my literal life. Um, so I always knew that like I liked performing. I don't really know anything else. Like I tried to play softball, got kicked off the team. So <laughs> sports were never for me. Um, but I did like I really I just I think I did always know I wanted to do theater because I like 
I tried other things and I tried to get away from it and I just kept like being brought back. Yeah, it. I mean, it's so it's so special. And like, when did you figure yeah. out that you could like dance and sing? Like not only dance, but sing. I, yeah. So I, I at our dance competitions, they started doing voice, like the a voice competition Ooh. at the same time. So there was a girl who did, who started singing in like the voice competitions. And I was like, I kind of want to try this. So I, she like just gave me a song to sing. And then I discovered like on my own. And then I just sang that forever. And then I did like the school play. And then I, all this other stuff. And then I did um, the tour of Annie when I was a kid. I saw that. Yep, I, that's a thing. I that happened, and then I, 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 and it's funny because after I did Annie, I was eleven, and I came back and I was like, I never want to do theater again. I really? hate that. Like, I loved the experience, but I was like, no, I'm too cool for theater. Like, I am. I'm gonna be a normal kid. Uh, okay. <laughs> that didn't and that didn't last very long, because then in like eighth grade, I did the Wizard of Oz. So <laughs> lasted a couple of years, but. Yeah, it, it's always, I feel like I was meant to do this and I feel so lucky to be able to say that, you know what I mean? Because some people don't know what they want to do in their life and they, it takes them longer to figure it out. But I, I, again, I have no other skills, so I really don't know what I would do. Well, you're really good at theater. I find it hard Thank to believe you. you have no other skills, but like, you're really good at theater. Thank you. I do. I mean, I've learned that I can, I'm a good knitter. I'm knitting wow. sweaters. I mean, that's about all I have going for me at this point. <laughs> I'm curious about Annie. So okay. were, you, were you a fan of Annie before getting cast on the tour? Oh okay. yeah. When I mean, did of course. Huh? When did you discover it? I saw it a bunch of times. Like I saw the movie over and over. I every kid who's like in the arts is like obsessed with Annie. I feel like it's just it's yeah. part of their upbringing. It's weird, you know what I, I like. Every kid is dreams about being Annie. And so when I saw they were doing like the tour auditions, I auditioned so many times, never got it. And then I find like like Sarah Van Hansen, which is a funny story that we can get to. Yes, I didn't get it, but then I finally did, and. Yeah. What's the audition process like as a kid versus an adult? Because like, I'm I, sure as a kid, there's, there's maybe less nerves and more excitement. And it's more like, oh, wow, I'm going into like, be part of a show, like a huge show. Yes, literally. Yes. I remember when we got there, the audition building, I mean, the, the audition line was wrapped around the block. Like it was an open call, like cattle call. Yeah all wrapped it took two, it took like eight hours to even get in so then we had to so what happened was we all got in we were in four lines by height so I was in the okay. like the third because like are you familiar with the show yeah so they can cast like the mollies and like exactly so the peppers are the tallest the annies are the middle then everyone else is kind of in the second yeah. line and then the molly is the youngest and what we had to do is we had to sing, the sun will come out tomorrow. So the Mollies did the first, bet your bottom dollar that the will be sun. Everyone else just singing it. Then the Annie's did, when I was stuck with all day, that's great. And tomorrow. So that's how they kind of sorted. It's really, I haven't thought about this in so long. It's actually such a crazy process. So then after that, after we got, so, there was probably like 800 kids. There was so many people. 
Then after that, we had to learn you're never fully dressed without a smile, the dance. My favorite. <laughs> yes. I remember, dude, 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 dude. I don't even remember it still. That's crazy. I have not thought about this in so long. So this is making me so happy. <laughs> then after we did Never Fully Dressed, we had to do, then we learned Hard Knock Life. And then after that, it was, I think it was another day. And then we were called back by character. So what we had to do is we had to do, oh, I forget what exactly, but I know that the Annie's had to sing tomorrow, like the full song. Yeah. And then- I think we had to do like a scene, but it was just random people put together to play different parts. Oh, no. And then it was, it just, it just, it didn't happen for me that time. But I remember I had to keep going back and back and back. And then the time that I did get it, I just had to do maybe and then tomorrow. And it was just me in a room and I was on the floor and I just sang it. And it was like, I didn't even care. I was just so happy to be there, you know? The time you got it, were you auditioning for Annie? Because I saw you understudied Annie. You played Kate yeah. and you understudied Annie. So you got the understudying experience under your belt really early. Yes. Yes, I did. I, I think I, I think that's why I got called back. For, it was just like me and another person. I think they knew I was going to do it at some point. They just did. They needed me to be Kate right away. Cause literally I started like the next like three weeks. So that that's amazing did you ever <laughs> yeah. did you get to go on as Annie during the tour I did I did I did one time <gasps> and one time yes it was what would you say what city was it in it was in New York it was at Madison Square Garden actually oh I know. my goodness it was so funny Kathy Lee Gifford was Miss Hannigan I remember I found out like two hours before and thankfully my family was already coming to see the show that day so they got to see me oh. as Annie it was crazy what's tour life like as a kid because I, w I went to see Frozen a lot recently at Pantages yeah. I actually worked it at Pantages and like there's kids like the I feel like the parents are trying to figure out like the tour life more than the kids really it's hard it is so so hard like my dad went on the road with me that was fun and it just when you're that young I think you I just remember like there was such stupid little dramas of like girls being jerks to each other because we're young and like yeah. you know going through puberty and figuring things out and it just I was homeschooled it was it was a whole it was a whole thing I mean the best part of doing it was doing the show like I loved being in the show that was my favorite part. But I think like the backstage parts were were hard because I was away from like school and my friends and I was so young. So it was interesting. I think that's part of why I didn't want to do theater when I came back because I was like, oh, if it's going to be like this, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards for me. <laughs> do you think in the long run, your dance experience really helped you out with, the audi with those auditions? Yes, because I know through I'm like too hyper aware but I know that like I can command a stage because of dance like that taught me how to have stage presence and how to like take direction and be professional at such a young age so I feel like that helped me so much and you can find a beat and that's like that's hard for it, kids to figure out it is that is half the battle I'm not even kidding I still can't figure it out <laughs> me either at this point me either <laughs> 
I, I mean, I don't think that's true. I doubt that's true, but. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you wanted to take a break from theater that didn't really work out. And then you ended up going to study theater at Boston Conservatory. So yes. why did you choose to go there? And what was the most valuable lesson you learned from the program there? Yeah, I, it was funny because I didn't think that I would wanna go to college at all. Like I just wanted to get started and get going. And I realized that there's so much that I didn't know and there's so much I needed to learn. And um, I auditioned for a couple of schools. I didn't even know that about like Young Arts or the Jimmy Awards. Like I had no idea. What, I wish I did. Really? Cause I had no clue. No, not a clue. So I didn't even know what Michigan was or Carnegie Mellon. I just knew about Ithaca College, the Hart School, like random schools. Yeah. And Boca was one of them. And um, I thought I was gonna go to another school and I got there and I was like, this yeah. isn't it. That isn't it for me. And the next day I went to Boco and I toured it and I absolutely loved everything about it. Um, it was the, I miss it. I've been so nostalgic for it lately. I'm so thankful for my time there. The best thing I learned is why I'm special and why I'm unique and what makes me different from everybody else and honing that. And, you know, at Boco, you're allowed to do so many different things. I directed shows, I devised theater, I danced, I did everything I could have ever wanted to do with full accessibility. And I was, I just feel so like fortunate that I got to go there. I saw I you did a performance of the last five years there. Was, was yes. that there? It uh, sure was my freshman year. Oh my goodness. I was like, she looks really young here. I was like, this is so funny because I feel like the characters are like supposed to like, like mid twenties ish and that's, definitely not where you are your freshman year of college not even close not even close it was it was for a it was for a, a class yeah but I did it and it was amazing and I, I who doesn't love the last five years come on exactly what how do you like go about stepping into a role of a character who like you haven't reached that age yet and you don't really know like what to expect at that <laughs> age well, I mean, our director kind of did a lot of um, like soul searching and a lot of like personalization and a lot of those like acting, rolling on the floor, like yeah. method things that we did. And it was a learning experience. I think it was fun as like my first show at in college for that to be it because it's so heavy, not heavy, but like emotional it's emotional and I, I think I learned so much about just like dropping into characters and I had if I I didn't know what was coming for my career and the rest of my life but I love being in that show oh well it gave you practice with the emotional shows for sure, sure. <laughs> so I mean that probably helped you get Dear Evan Hansen which you got pretty soon after college how, how soon after college did you get Dear Evan Hansen the audition for it I was, I'd been auditioning all throughout my senior year. So I had been in a million times and then I graduated in May and I got the job in September. Oh, wow. But that was, again, like I hadn't, I had just auditioned. I had been on, I auditioned nine times for the show and they it, couldn't find a place for me again. And I was understudy. I mean, it, I feel like that's something that people need to hear that like, it takes time. It does, it does. Like 
things happen when they're meant to happen. What, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to people who are like going through that and like going through auditioning over and over again for like the same show and maybe not yeah. booking it right off the bat? I'd say, I asked this to a casting director when I was like at school and I was like, why am I getting so close to booking this job but not getting it? And she just kept saying to me, it has nothing to do with you. They just liked someone more. And it, that's like a harsh reality to hear, but it's true. It's, I can only do so much. I can only give, I can, as long as I gave my best audition, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like I just wasn't what they were looking for at that time. And it's hard. It's like, you have to meditate on that. I would, I mean, my, my biggest advice is I love Dear Evan Hansen. So I was just thankful to audition again. You know what I mean? Instead of look, thinking about the outcome, think about the process and think about what you can do to prepare. There's no such thing as not over-preparing. I knew those sides inside and out. I knew the song backwards. I practiced over and over and over. I worked so hard to get there. And I, I think it did pay off in the end because I, maybe I wasn't ready at the time. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And I saw that you got brought in. I don't know if this is right. You got brought in for a vacation understudy? Yep. So your name was like, going around floating around the theater obviously they were like who should we bring in they knew me honestly they knew (laughs) like I I auditioned so many times that on my last audition they were like hi Gabby how are (laughs) you I and I kid you not I had laryngitis I could not even phonate but I still I was like you guys you know what I'm capable of I can't give it to you this time. I walked in and they were just like, do what you've been doing over the past year. Just do it. Like, I think they had me on a short list of people that were like ready to go. And so even with laryngitis, they brought me in and I started in like three days. And I'm sure the casting process is like kind of based like upon like who else is in the cast at the time and like who's going to fit in the cast together and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The casting directors are imagining, okay, this person is going to, be good with this person in the cast right right so. I mean no I would have never guessed that they would have me play Alana back ever in the show but I actually made my Broadway debut as Alana back which oh. was crazy did you know that you were going to go in on an audition for both for, for yeah 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 both parts that was the first, I, that was the only time I ever had to do that. So all the other times I'd auditioned for Zoe, just regular, but that last time I had to audition for Alana too, because it was the vacation cover. So Olivia Puckett was going to Italy or something. And I would have never thought I would be hired for this position, but I think because it was a vacation cover and I would primarily focus on Zoe, they were like, okay, it's fine. And then then they hired me again. And like within a month, I went on for Alana and had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) Well, you did it. (laughs) I did it. I really wish there was a bootleg of it. I really want to find it. Not gonna lie. Maybe there is somewhere online. (laughs) I hope. I have been. I've been searching. It's so fun. I want to. I had no. My costumes were held together by a safety pin. I was running into people. I had no clue. It was so fun. Thrown into it literally yes. do it yes which is I'm sure quite frightening <laughs> uh, uh, it was so I was exhausted at the end of it and then literally that Sunday I made my debut as Zoe so it was one I, week it's like quick it's quick how do that's you, how it always is yeah how, so how do you like switch 
out of like one character's shoes and go into the next character's shoes because they're such different characters and they're they both are. really three-dimensional characters too. Yeah, I think because there's a part of me that is in both of them. Yeah. Like there's a part of me that's very like <laughs> intense and like, care, like passionate. And then there's the part of me that's really awkward and nervous and Zoe-ish. Yeah. You know, so I think I think just trusting that and knowing that that's in me and I don't have to try so hard and put on such a, you know what I mean? It's less is more, I think. Y yes, yes, for sure. So what was your Broadway debut like? Because, I mean, you're not making your Broadway debut like as an ensemble member for Dear Evan Hansen, really. Because <laughs> like, there's only how many cast members? So you're like Eight. backstage <laughs> understudying basically. It's a whole different understudy experience. Yeah, it really is. It's so crazy. in for the first time as a lead. Yeah. So, um, I was, I woke up to a phone call at seven o'clock in the morning from my friend Diamond, who was the understudy. And she called me and she's like, Gabby, because she was on that whole week. She said, Gabby, I can't sing. And I, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Sky, I'm going on for Alana today. Holy shit. I had no clue. I was like, I'm so not prepared. So I ran my ass to the theater. I like got, I was, and I called my friend, Dan Mackey, who was the dance captain. And I was like, Dan, teach me everything because I don't even know this. Like I haven't learned this yet. Yeah. So, cause they were like, you're never going to play Alana. You're, you're, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember I like was so nervous, but I had, I felt really prepared because I knew my lines and that was the hardest part because I had no, I had, I never did it with the props, never wore the glasses. I was blind. I couldn't see any, it was so funny. I have such funny stories from when I like ran into Alex Boniella with a chair and we're never supposed to, it, it was so bad. But oh my goodness. Wait, I want to hear about that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you've seen the show. Yes. You know how uh, there's like the, in act two, it, it starts with Evan and Alana and she's like, hey everybody, it's me, Alana. Yeah. So then she goes, and then she closes the laptop and it goes into the Sincerely Me reprise. Yes. So yes. Alana is supposed to grab her chair and computer and run off the stage. I could not see anything. I had never done this track with lights in my life. So the lights are crazy, yeah. So I, <laughs> I took me like 10 seconds to get off stage because I, my, the chair was so heavy. And so I am like, my ponytail is in the light. I'm blocking Alex. And they were all cracking up because I was just, I had no clue what I was doing. It was funny. You're like, this, this is going well. <laughs> hey, I, I had no time. Exactly. It's live theater. And I had so much fun. It felt so good to sing You'll Be Found. I'm not even kidding. Like that was the highlight of the whole thing. It's live theater and like, you're playing high school students like high school students aren't perfect and there's exactly like, we're allowed to mess up if you're too perfect then like it's it's Not unnatural real. I feel like exactly exactly so I mean then I did Zoe and that was like putting on a glove so I literally it was so easy I was just like all right <laughs> how do you why was it challenging to play Alana do you think I think because I had no rehearsal. I had two ever rehearsals where I just sat in a studio and did my lines. Like I never did the blocking. I never learned anything. So I was just winging it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not equipped for this, but this is my job. I have to do it. Are you good at memorization? 
I am actually. I feel like that's my special skill is like I can remember remember. I so I at least again, like I said, at least I knew my lines. That was the only thing I had going for me. <laughs> so when did you first step onto Zoe? And when you stepped into the role of Zoe, were you like, okay, I'm meant to play this part? Yes. It, I, I mean, my first performance as Zoe was just like the best feeling ever because I was like, now I can show the people what I'm capable of and why I got hired. And I think that was part of the reason why I got asked to play the part full time. Because like when I took over the role, it just felt, aside from like my own personal anxiety being like, oh my God, what's going on? I was just like, I felt ease. And as soon as I got on the stage, like I just felt all my anxiety go away. I didn't have to think, I didn't have to try as hard, you know? Yeah. Had you seen the show before? I'm curious. Okay. So it probably kind of helped that you didn't see the show before because- got you really got to like make the character your own and you weren't yeah. off of what someone else had done yeah before. I mean when I when I saw I saw the show for the first time when I got hired as a vacation cover and no one prepared me for the tears that I shed for two and a half hours I cried the entire time I was <laughs> like I was unwell I was inconsolable I was like how am I gonna do this no one told you you were gonna cry the whole time <laughs> no I was like what okay I'll cry at words fail obviously that's like the sad song I cried at four forever I was like I mean Taylor Taylor Trench just has a way he's just the whole thing who who was your first Evan uh, like that I went on with yeah Michael Lee Brown and then I went on with Taylor and then I actually have gone on with every single Evan Hansen except for Ben Platt and Noah Galvin I was gonna say because I feel like you've been on with a lot of them over the over the years you've been in the show. Is it? Yeah. Does your Zoe change depending on which Evan you're on with a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, Andrew's Evan is so different from Taylor's, which is so different from Roman's, which is so different from Jordan's, which is like I I can trust that the core of like my being is is the essence is right but I mean how I listen and respond is going to be so different which is like the best part yeah and it's I mean Dear Van Hansen fans are like really passionate about the show and they have since the soundtrack was released like it's amazing it got so so fast so I feel like that's what's special about the show like that they get to see different people play different characters, get to yeah. see different Zoe's on with different Evans, different Evans on with different Zoe's. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's so cool. The, it's truly never the same. No. So, so uh, when you got called for Zoe to be the lead Zoe, what was your reaction? And when did you find out? I, I, Okay, so me and Mallory had been talking and she was like, girl, I hope you get to get, I hope you get it. I was like, me too, like I really do. She's like, I I really, because she told me that she wasn't coming back. And I was like, hmm, good thing I'm going on next week so I can like, they can come and see me. So the producers all had seen me do it. Michael Greif had seen me do it. Um, I had hoped. I, I honestly, to be honest, I actually got offered to go on the tour and okay. I, I was in, I didn't know if I wanted to do that because I loved being with these, the, the Broadway company, the tour people are amazing. I just grew up, like I grew with these, the Broadway cast, they're like my family. So to have to leave them, I was so 
devastated. But then I found out I was going to take over. Our producer, Stacy actually pulled me aside um, like after we had an event and she pulled me into one of the quick change stations and she was like, you're not going on tour. And I was like, really? And she's like, you're going to be our Zoe for the next year and you're not going anywhere. And I was like, yeah, I was so happy. And I couldn't tell anyone. How do you keep that secret though? I couldn't. I literally like ran to Sky, my boyfriend, and I was like, <gasps> you're like, and then I slowly started like telling everyone. Honestly, okay, I told everyone in the cast because like there's no <laughs> secrets. They all think they're secrets. No, we talk every day, 24 seven. You get so close with these people. So they were all like hoping it would happen. I mean, and if you're trying to keep a secret, it's like people eventually find out that you're- Exactly, exactly. There's, especially with Dear Evan, there's no secrets because we're all just too close. Yes. <laughs> How do you think your Zoe grew from when you were understudying the role to when you became the lead? Because you get to play oh her eight times a week. Oh my God. Yeah, it changed so much because as an understudy, you have to do the principal's version of the show because if you take liberties as an understudy it disservices the actors on stage because they have a rhythm and a routine that works flows so we had to watch the show like every day pretty much um but when I got to take over Michael Greif was like this doesn't work for you and that's okay like a, a choice that Mallory had made yeah. that I just was doing he was like this isn't working for you what does you, what do you want to do and he let me just like find my own version which is really really awesome and it just it grew into more of Gabby. It grew into more of, I got to make jokes that, you know, I think there's, Laura and Mallory have played Zoe in a very yeah. like, I would say it's more concave. And I think my version of Zoe is very like, look, yeah, open, I guess. And there's, both versions are amazing and brilliant, but that's just not natural to me to be like, cold. like if somebody, if I'm saying like, hey, sorry about my brother, he pushed you, he's an asshole. like. Yeah, I'm gonna say it like Gabby because that's not being truthful. Yeah, and you're representing like I mean people who m might feel more represented by like that version of Zoe who are like yeah, okay, which is, Zoe awesome. is like I think Zoe's like me, but I think she this person is playing it a lot yeah. like me versus like yeah, and both versions are amazing. I think yeah, I was lucky that I got to find my own version and my own kind of like approach to it, and it's still growing. It was still evolving as even during COVID times, I was learning, we got noted all the time. So I was constantly trying new things, which is really cool. How do you keep up your positivity when you're playing a role in such like, a, it's, it's a deep show. It is. It, uh, it's so hard. Like it is hard to go to that emotional place every single day. I, I honestly had to kind of cut out my social life a little bit because it just I was so tired like after the show I was like oh my god I can't even talk to anybody I need to go to sleep right now and like if I to prepare and to have my voice be right my energy be right I have to just like take this seriously and not like be as I am the most social person ever so I'll talk for hours on end but like I had to stay home and like take care of myself a little bit more or else I'd be just a wreck <laughs> yeah, like an emotional disaster because like you're yeah. crying on stage for like I feel like a lot of the show is just like people crying on stage yeah it's true it's very true but it, I, I learned so much from that like 
Now I can drop into that so quickly. How did you learn to, how did you like learn to have the stamina to play Zoe eight times a week on, on Broadway? I think I tricked myself because I wanted it so badly that even if I was exhausted, I'd be like, no, I don't care. I'm going to do this. So then as like the time went on and I wasn't as nervous to do the show, I was like, okay, this feels more like second nature. Cause I like the first month I was like, I don't care how I feel. Like I want to do this. I'm going to be here, be perfect. Not perfect, but like, you know, show up, deliver. So then after a month of like muscle memory, I'm like, oh, okay. I can kind of like not be as a nervous wreck, you know? Do you make different choices? Requiem, I can't say it. It's such a hard song to say. It is. Do you make different choices depending on each day of the week and like like how you're feeling that day? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one, such a powerful song and it's probably insanely hard to sing. It's like one of those wicked songs. You're singing it eight times a week and it's like, what? How am I doing <laughs> I this? know. So. Yeah, I've had times where I have cracked and been awful. So like I learned, you know, I learned that I learned that if I'm not a hundred percent, it's okay. I'm still telling the story. If I'm not feeling good, if I know that I can't sing it, it's okay to call out of the show. It's yeah. okay to like miss a show to t- because that's just preventing long-term damage, you know? And you can probably choose to like do it more emotionally instead of like going instead of like singing it like exactly you are not the monster I can yell it if I'm not if I don't have it (laughs) yeah and it's like it doesn't really matter because like the audience is gonna still get the story and the audience is gonna be like oh okay this is great like great great just trust that I'm enough and trust that I as the actor can convey this message regardless of if I sound perfect or not and I always say that like performers are the toughest critics on themselves. And it's like, even when they think that they mess up, it's like, the oh my goodness. knows. I am the toughest critic on myself of all time. I can't trust me. Every time I, if I don't sound good, I like get so upset. It's, it's a, re- it's, you're so right. We are our hardest critics. And, and I'm sure you've had like friends and like family members be like, you didn't mess up and you're like yeah I did on this I'm like yes I did yes yes I know I know exactly the point and they're like what are you even talking about I don't even (laughs) yeah I didn't but yeah yeah (laughs) it haunts me forever it's it's like I I don't I mean I don't pick up on anyone messing up as an audience member ever I'm I'm just like oh wow they're so good I could never sing like that (laughs) that's good to hear because in my head I'm like Oh, no, 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 no. I, I suck. No, no, I, I don't think <laughs> most audience members, I don't think ever would think anything like that. That's so reassuring. Well, I mentioned earlier that Dear Van Hansen is such a popular show. Why do you think it's done so well on Broadway? And why do you think it's such an important story to tell? I think it's a universal message that I really believe can connect with anybody. Like, I really think that you can, an audience member can see themselves in anybody on that stage. Like, there's some days where I connect so much with Cynthia. There's so many days where I can connect with Connor. You know what I mean? Everybody can see the show and look and be like, oh my God, that's so real. Like, I can totally connect with that. And I think that's what's timeless about it. And I think, you know, aside from the music being amazing, I think, you know, the show 
the, the stamina and the like I don't know I just it's universal mental health is something that's not going away a stigma about mental health is something that every people are so afraid to talk about and although Evan depicts mental health in a specific type of way it doesn't not prompt the conversation it doesn't not I think why Dear Evan Hansen is so important is that is that will you feel transformed after seeing the show maybe that's amazing if you do but I mean, it's even more so impactful if you take the first step to acknowledge that maybe you're not alone in feeling anxiety and depression, that somebody will listen to you. Somebody wants to be the, it's not, you're not alone. You can reach out for help. It's, you know, I always, people send messages that are like, you know, after seeing the show, I decided I want to see a therapist. And I, I told my mom about my anxiety and that is, it is the first step. That's the hardest step is to acknowledge in yourself that there's something wrong. You have, you need help. That's so important. And that's not going away. Yeah. I mean, in the lyrics also, you mentioned the writing of the show, the lyrics also, they're mm -hmm. so beautiful. And like, it, it's so well-written. What, what's is. your favorite song of the show? Ooh, okay. So I have favorite songs for different reasons. Okay, that works. So my favorite song to perform is Only Us because it is the only time that Zoe gets to walk around the stage ever. Okay. Like I, in the whole show, I'm sitting down. Like it's the only time I get to just like be free and like be happy for a second, which is really nice. I think my favorite song, okay, it really does change, but like waving through a window there's just nothing better like I, to be on that stage singing that with an audience, like with the cast, like support. It's, it's when the drums hit. It just, it just feels so good. I think words fail is so, I mean, I can go through every song. Words right? fail, just the way it's so simple and so evocative is like, oh, that one gets me too. Do you all just stand backstage with like goosebumps all over like the audience? Member all the time. Because yes all the time I feel like all it's impossible to not like to not be wherever you are listening to the show and just like not have constant chills and be like I know I know it's like that's those are the most humbling moments of like oh my god I get to hear this every single day I'm so lucky and it's like I feel like that's part of the reason the show became so successful is even yeah. if like you're not seeing it on Broadway even if you're listening to the soundtrack like the words still yeah and out in the words you're like you're like oh my god this is like like it yeah. applies to life it does it really does and they're just again they're so universal it's just so uh, I miss it so much you mentioned the fans of the show and I want to know do you have a favorite stage door memory or fan interaction moment from the show I mean it's here's the thing our fans like are our friends now because they're just so supportive and loyal and kind like there are fans that come see the show all the time so when I was an understudy and I'd be watching like to rehearse I'd be in the back with like a fan of the show and we know each other now and like talk all the time so the fans just it it just reassure reassures me especially that you know they care about us and they care about the show and they're keeping it alive and you know supporting it and standing by it and that just like is so special I I don't have like a favorite moment or memory but I mean the fact that when I came out from my first stage door and there were people screaming 
I was like, holy crap, Alina, this is so cool. You're like, like this is my job. <laughs> I know, but like, it's just, it's, I, I never thought that people would like care, like, not care, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, wait, me? You got, you're clapping for me? It's like, you want my autograph? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it must be so magical, especially as a, as like going back, especially like as someone who's loved theater their whole life and has loved yeah. the theater industry. It's like, wow, I'm actually like living my dreams. Yes, uh, that's the that's the moment. It's like the afterward where you get to just like go out, sign autographs and then like come back to your dressing room, eat some food and then like get to do it again. It's yeah. like, it's just so cool. So I know a lot of people, like cool people have come to the show to see the show. Do you have anyone who's come to see Dear Van Hansen while you were in it, who you were starstruck by? Okay, Zendaya, as soon as Zendaya came backstage, I fell on the ground and I was like, <laughs> I made such a fool out of myself. I literally dropped to the ground. I was like, Zendaya, like I fell back. It was so embarrassing. Oh my God. Um, Adam Sandler came, which was so cool. Like lots of awesome people. Um, Diane Keaton, it was cool. Okay. Robert De Niro saw me as Zoe when I was an understudy. Oh, which was my so goodness. I was like, Robert De Niro's in the audience. <gasps> um, I mean, like a bunch of really cool people. Uh, I'm trying to think who else came. Like Rosario Dawson, Ellen Page, like so many. Elliot Page, like so many people yeah. came. I mean, Zendaya was the coolest though, because I literally fell to the ground. I was like, mm, she's so beautiful. <laughs> um yes are you told when are you told before a performance when someone is coming to the show or do they tell you after? so there's a backstage there's a whiteboard and before we have our before we go out for bows we look at the whiteboard to see if they write down the name of like the famous person who's there okay because if we knew that if I knew Zendaya was in the audience I'd have a heart attack I, I wouldn't be able I'd like I play this game like I'd be a nervous wreck yeah I um, so yes I think they do that so we don't like get all nervous yeah I was gonna say because I feel like I would be like wait who am I <laughs> no literally I would be like that. I was like that when my family and friends were there I'm like how do what do I do I'm so how do I walk what's my name <laughs> in real life again <laughs> yeah who am I <laughs> who am I so when Broadway comes back, how would you convince someone who hasn't seen Dear Evan Hansen and hasn't even listened to the music yet to come see the show? Okay. Oh, that's hard because it's like, I know all the amazing things about it. And I, I think what I would say to get the people to come see the show, it's a story about a boy wanting to find a family and a family wanting to find a boy. And I think it just with the music, with the script, with the actors, you can't not be moved in some way. If you want an emotional night of theater to really just, when you leave the theater and want to hug your family or call somebody you love and just talk to somebody, if you're moved to take action, that's what, just like imagine being in a theater and hearing waving through a window. Like, how can you not, like, it makes you want to cry because it's like, when we all come back and we're going to be together in that space, just telling stories, being transformed, seeing somebody go through such an emotional journey on the stage, like it's so impactful and so powerful. And it just reminds us of why we go to the theater in the first place. There's not going to be a dry eye in the music box theater when it comes back. 
including my own like I will be a puddle because I went to the I went to the theater like a month or two ago to get I had I had some my knitting needles there <laughs> so I needed to go get it and everyone's like are you leaving I was like no I got so much stuff in there I gotta get it out yeah and I went there and I just cried because it was just so weird okay so what is I was like I don't want to leave I want to just perform it was like, can so I just get weird. on the stage and perform right now? <laughs> Literally, the stage, there's, it was pitch black in there. I was like, somebody turn a light on. I gotta give you a performance really quick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So before I move on from Dear Van Hansen, I have to ask, it's a question from one of my friends, Brian, asked, what do you <laughs> think Zoe would be doing during quarantine? I feel like Zoe would be writing an album. Like she'd write an EP, release her own music. And I feel like she'd, I I think she'd read a lot of, I think, I think she'd take this time to just have some self-discovery, but I really do believe she'd write an album. Like she's a musician at heart. She wants to be, she plays guitar. Like maybe she teaches voice lessons, guitar lessons or something. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could see like her being like an indie songwriter. Yes, me too. I can totally see it she's she's like so unique and like I feel like she'd be a really popular indie songwriter she reminds me of like Lizzie McAlpine like she would okay. be just like that okay I love that so what's your dream role on Broadway I you've played a lot of iconic roles regionally you've played like Ebony and you've played Finland Spring Awakening uh you played yeah. Millie, the early modern Millie yeah I'd say my dream role is well, I want to play Alphaba. Yes. That's my, that's my like big dream. But I think my real, real dream in life, I'm not even kidding, is to originate a role. Like I really want to originate a role and be like the first and learn and like develop a show from scratch. Like that is my dream. I saw you did a world premiere of a show, uh, Burn All Night. Yes. So were you kind of part of like developing that show in a way? <laughs> Yeah, that it, yeah. it started off as a concert and then they put it on its feet and it was it was one of the best experiences of my life because the people were just amazing. Like the music was so fun. I just got to live my best. Like I wasn't it it you I wasn't even acting because I was just so happy to be there. Like I really it was the best thing because I got to just play myself and just be myself and dance and create something and create like a movement vocabulary like be a dance captain it, it was just it was just the best I loved it so much Ugh. what does a dance captain's job entail exactly it's kind of teaching people things that they missed making sure the choreography is tight running rehearsals if you have to you know it's just keeping things clean wow so I mean your dance experience has really paid off then because like it did it had, especially because Zoe doesn't do any physical activity whatsoever. So, yeah. so but you, you were teaching people like dance, like the dance steps in the show, basically. Yeah. And like making sure they had it down. That's uh -huh. really it cool. Really it was so fun. It was so fun. So I kind of touched on this earlier with the like audition tips, but how do you work on self-confidence in an industry like the theater industry? I literally was talking to my sister about this before we did this interview. I was like, I feel like I suck. And I just, no, you know, but it, you can hear a million compliments, but it still is like not enough. You know what I mean? 
it's so real, especially in this time when theater doesn't exist. Um, I, I, I always try to tell myself, hold on tightly, let go light. I mean, no, hold on tightly, let go lightly. So I really work hard, really try, really put your 100%. And then as soon as you're done, let it go as much as you can, because sometimes it's hard. But like, I mean, self-confidence, I always try to tell myself that, like I said before, there's only one me. No one can bring what I can bring. No one can do what I can do because I'm the only one and that is enough. Yeah. And, you know, if I did my best, the rest is out of my control you know yeah and I mean look at you you're booking roles like you've been so <laughs> successful trying. you've been so Thank successful you. thus far and I don't feel there's no timeline in this industry you're right no. there's no there's no timeline there's no rush we're all achieve. we're all doing this because we love it you know yes yes what I mean what keeps you doing it and going back to those auditions over and over again really like I just love it. Like I do. I love, I, I, I personally love auditioning. I love it so much because it's an opportunity to, to perform for somebody. And like, you don't have, you can walk into the audition room. They don't know who you are, what you're about to do. So you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like there's freedom in that. And I just, I, I like auditioning. I know people are like, I hate it. I get so nervous. I don't know why I find comfort in it. I'm crazy. So <laughs> I don't know. Callbacks are different. That's what I'm like. Ugh. You're you're the second person who's who said that you like auditioning because you because it feels like you're performing. It's another chance. Who to said? Perform. Who else said that? Uh, Sarah Ann Fernandez. Wicked. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, and speaking of wicked, you're gonna be Elfa someday. I can see it. Yes, yes, I, I am. Yes, I'm, I am. I'm mani manifest. Yeah. We're putting yep. it into the universe. We're manifesting it. Thank you. Yes. So, <laughs> have you? During this time, virtual theater has been like such a big thing. Have you like found comfort in that? Or have you like found virtual things to do? Have you found other things to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been doing a lot of photography and like videography, which has been really cool. I've always wanted to do that. So I treated myself to a camera and it's been a blessing and it's been so fun. And I've been doing a lot of like music videos and directing I directed um a thing for MTC which was really cool oh my goodness um, I'm finding ways to stay busy it's not the same it's it's I zoom theater makes me so upset for some reason like I wish I could just be in a place in a studio just like reading a script with my friends like I just it's kill so to do that so it's a little depressing in a way but I know that's not it's not forever I know that we're the light at the end of the tunnel is here like we're almost there. So I'm just trying to stay sane and patient and, you know? I always say that the thing with Zoom, it's like, it. I mean, theater people are so resilient, so they figure out a way, but it's, <laughs> yes. it's just so weird that like you're watching something and you're not hearing like the audience reactions. You're not hearing like candy wrappers open. Yeah, I miss that. I What I would kill to be upset with someone filming a bootleg. Like I would, I miss that, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I can imagine. It's like, you miss the clapping, you miss like the hearing people yeah. cry in the audience every night. Like So much, so, so much. Where can people, I know you have an Instagram for your photography. Where can people follow you on Instagram for, uh, to see your photography? So it's called at Gabby Takes Pictures of You. 
Ooh. That's all it is. It's really, you can't forget it. Gabby takes pictures of you. And, and what's your main social media? Insta. You can follow me at, at Gabrielle.caruba. Ooh. And okay. So when Life Theater returns, what are you most excited about? The single thing that you're most excited about? The second the lights come up. Yep. Yep. Just imagine that. Like the, uh, imagine that the audience is going to go crazy. The audience is going to break down crying. Yes. We all are. It's going to be. It's going to be a standing ovation before the show even starts. It is. I can't, I can't not get emotional about it because it's like, it's, it's the core of so many of our identities. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going to just feel so good. It is. It, I cannot wait. And I cannot wait to come to Broadway and to see Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway because I've seen oh. it on tour twice. I haven't seen it on Broadway yet. Oh, so it's just as good. I'm excited to come to Broadway, see all the shows and see Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, me too. I'm going to see as much as I can. Is there anything else that you've been working on during this time, whether it's theater related or not, that you'd want to promote? Not really. Just I'm I'm just like trying to pass the days. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you aren't, know? aren't we all? Yeah, I wish I could, I wish I could say yes, but honestly, a lot of us are just it, trying to book a TV job or book a film. You know, we're all just yeah trying our best and staying positive. Yes, at all. Yes, absolutely. Which I love. And it's like, this is a time that we'll never get again to sit still and- Exactly. I'm trying to make the most of it of like self-discovery, focusing on me, what do I need? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of thankful for it. I love that. Focus on you. Yes. 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 Yeah. Preach. So thank <laughs> you for joining me on this today. It's been so thank fun. Thank you so much. This is awesome. It feels so good to like talk about theater with people who love theater. You know oh. what I mean? I miss it so much. Oh, I, I was working too. at Pantages as an usher before this all started. And I had, <sighs> it, it had been like four months and I was heartbroken. I was about to see like Hamilton for like a year and a half. Right? <laughs> Literally, so, we'll be back. We'll it'll be, be back. back. It'll I know be back. we will. And it'll be better than ever. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for watching this episode of Backstage with Becca B. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Or for more exclusive content from this interview and more, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Backstage with Becca B. Make sure to subscribe to my channel and like this video. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next time.